Welcome to Farm Food Facts. I'm your host, Phil Lempert. We hear a lot about the importance of big data, but what does that really mean? Well, today, our guest is Jim O'Brien, who will bring his insights and clarity into empowering the producer through big data. Jim is the co-founder of Agrograph and has held leadership positions at four startups. His experiences have taken him around the globe, from wine grapes in Europe to potatoes in the UK to weather forecasting in Southeast Asia. Jim was on faculty at the Ohio State University in Ag Extension. He has led product innovation teams at several multinational corporations that range from the Weather Channel to American Family Insurance, along with financial services and healthcare. Jim, welcome to Farm Food Facts. Thanks, Phil. Glad to be here. So I guess give me the give me the one on one definition of what um, big data really means. Uh, the way we look at it on the agrofinance side uh, is is really uh, kind of encapsulating all this information that we know about uh, a, a piece of land, a parcel, if you want to call it that, uh, and distilling that into uh, a useful set of data, whether that's a a sustainability audit or an, a credit risk, kind of a FICO of ag, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, that's to me, there's a lot of data, but you know, we what the world doesn't need is more data. What the world needs is solutions and really focused on taking this and aggregating this data into, you know, easily digestible solutions and indexes that really help to drive, uh, you know, a, a need at an insurer or bank uh, or what have you. You know, I think I think you're right on um, when we talk about data, because, you know, in talking to supermarkets all the time, especially on their frequent shopper card programs, they've got boxes and boxes and boxes of data. But, you know, they're not doing anything with it or they don't know they don't have a resource such as you uh, who can really look at that data and turn it into something useful for them. On your, on your website, you say that you can address just about any production, climate, or global market request in the field level. How do you do that? Yeah, I mean, what, I mean we're a data platform, uh, Phil, and, and what we do is, is use, uh, kind of combine, again, like I was saying before in big data, we combine satellite imagery and uh, machine learning and crop models to create you know, agricultural information at the field level. So we could look anywhere in the globe and tell you any crop that's planted uh, and for a handful of those crops do a, a yield uh, yield estimate for, but otherwise we can do biomass estimates and, and water use and irrigation. So, you know, for us, you know, we're not a, you know, we don't do precision ag. We're not telling farmers how much fertilizer put down. We're not doing a global grain forecast, although we can. Uh, really focused on the agrofinance side of the industry uh, and helping folks understand based on their yield potential and cropping history, kind of their credit worthiness from a banker or insurance standpoint. So, so those industries can really understand, you know, what's that risk I'm taking on? Again, going back to think of it like the FICO score uh, for agriculture. So when I look at what's going on in California and in the Northwest with climate, with fires, with droughts, how nervous um, are those are those banks and finance people right now um, when you're talking to them? Most um, to answer your question, there definitely is some uh, uncertainty, but it's not anything they've 
not dealt with historically. Uh, and that um, to a certain degree, you know, these industries have, have dealt with this uh, uncertainty, mostly through uh, going out and, and talking with folks. And the difference today, and really COVID helped drive a lot of this change, which is already changing in ag. Ag has always been kind of a, a slower adopter of technology is t- the ability to be able to do analyses remotely, right? From the seat of your desk. Uh, how do I go out and look at, you know, you know, thousands of acres and do it, you know, accurately and standardized way from, from my desk. And, you know, companies like Agrograph and what we're offering is allowing those banks and insurers to go out and look at, you know, huge areas and do it efficiently and effectively and accurately. Uh, and, and that's really what's changed is a lot of the industry, I'm sure as you've talked on, on this podcast and in your, your career, a lot of the, 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 uh, you know, big ag startups are focused on the farmer, uh, which is great. But again, I'd say, you know, the number of farmers are decreasing and farm size is increasing. But what all those farmers still need is their, their banker and their crop insurer, right? And their ag service provider. And what we're really doing is helping to provide uh, uh, a more standardized and automated and efficient data set uh, for, for those industries uh, to, help, uh, to help the farmer. So let's talk about the farmers and the ranchers and the producers. How do you work directly with them um, to to make sure that you know you're helping them? Yeah, you know, one way we we talk about this is this lack of transparency. You know, works against them. You know, again, use an example of a bank. You know, both the bank and the farmer. You know, they 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 pay a cost for not sharing data. Bank, you know, bankers. Don't ask a lot of information for the farmer. He'll fill a form out, tell me how many years you've farmed and crops you've grown and the annual production history. And the farmer, let's look at one or two years of financial data. But we don't know anywhere where your 8,000 acres are located. Couldn't tell you. So this, you know, this lack of transparency ends up in higher costs that both have to pay. Right? The banks have to put a higher interest rate to cover the risks they don't know, and the farmers have to pay that. So you know, our an example I give on there is, uh, you know, think of like stock trading, right? Back in the 70s versus the 90s versus today, right? If you want to trade a stock, you know, back in the 70s, it cost you hundreds of dollars. Today, nothing, right? And and that's because there's been this, you know, uh, and this evolution to 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 share and exchange information. And for that, you're willing to give up some data and to, in order to get some data to pay a lower cost. Look into your crystal ball. What are future areas of collaboration um, that you can you can envision not only for your company uh, but for farmers as as well as the finance folks? Yeah, there's a there's a handful of areas that we would that we we are focused on, and I know we haven't talked about it implicitly here, and we will now. But on sustainability and the sustainability audits again. You know, Agrograph. You know, we've recently trademarked the credit score of agriculture. Uh, and for us, you know, we're not trying to create a, a you know sustainability uh, soil carbon market. We're, we're saying we, let's help the banks and the insurers, the companies we work with, better audit and better better create you know like what type of crop residue and tillage practices and and water use efficiency and irrigation uh, or do those farmers have on their property? So when they're going to go look at a loan or a rating agency who's doing that sustainability assessment, uh, that they can help provide kind of some uh, automated data to fill that report out uh, before the farmer even walks in the door. And then they can combine that with the data that the farmer does provide uh, to go fill out, you know, 
this audit. We're also doing work uh, on soil carbon. Uh, and now I'll, I'll say we're what we've done is building building this holistic model. You know, I mentioned we work with satellites looking from the biomass from the from the top down and then also uh, from the uh, actual uh, carbon that's in the soil. And from there building, you know, are you accumulating carbon, staying the same or decreasing? Uh, and as a soil scientist, you know, that was a real big part uh, for, for us to get involved in, in the soil carbon market. What, what could we really do in a way that we could do it accurately and at scale? Uh, so farmers can get involved with us, again, in this exchange of data. There's got to be a value exchange. Nobody's going to give you data for nothing, right? There has to be a return. You give me some data, I'll give you a, a soil carbon score, right? Um, and then we're also, we have another product we're working on, on a parcel report. Think of like an automated appraisal report uh, where you can help uh, get all the information about a parcel, whether you're going to buy it or we're going to farm it, uh, but get that uh, you know within 60 seconds rather than six weeks. So, you know, you, you talked about the sharing of data a lot. Um, do you ever come across farmers or, or ranchers who say, yeah, I don't want to give you or the bank my data. And how do you deal with that? Absolutely. Uh, and it's as, as one uh, um, ag investment firm uh, founder told me, uh, there has to be a reason that they want to give you that data. Again, I use that exchange of value. Uh, and so many of these, uh, you know, I don't want to put a black eye on the precision ag area, but folks feel like they give this data to this company and then the company uses that data for their own use, right? And the farmer's just kind of there along for the ride. Um, and, you know, we've all participated at some point. Again, we I think we gave our privacy up the moment we joined the internet, right? Uh, but right. now if I'm going to ask you for data about your yield, right, you have to feel like you're getting something of equal or greater value back for that, right? And for us is saying, let me show you information I can give you, you know, again, we're not selling directly to farmers, but our data says, you know, if we can help your bank better understand, you know, your farm and, and, and your yield history and your production, and you can get a lower interest rate, well, all of a sudden that makes sense, right? Or you get right. uh, more risk-based pricing. That's really the big movement in the insurance and the, the banking side is how do I wrap an interest rate around risk for the bank or how do I wrap uh, a coverage policy, a premium based on the risk, right? Today, it's uh, in small pockets, uh, uh, organizations are doing it, but as industry as a whole is still uh, migrating and progressing towards that. So as far as the farmers and the ranchers go, are they reaching out to you and saying, here's some here's some other new stuff that we would love to have AgroGraph get involved with and, and develop new tools for us? Most of that interaction is coming through our relationship with the industry and the industry. Again, these, these three themes, uh, you know, we do work not just in the United States, but in many areas around the globe. And these three themes of uh, convenience, consolidation, and risk management come up time and time again that, you know, we live in a 24-7, 365 world, right? You can you can buy data online, you can get access to information. But, you know, the way that the ag lending side, for instance, of crop insurance is set up, it's not, not really automated yet. It's not done on a convenience mm. standpoint. And it's the same. It's interesting as you talk with banks around the globe, it's the same situation in crop insurers. Like, 
they want to do more parametric insurance, right? Farmers want to get paid right away to file a claim, and the insurer wants to process that claim, right? They want better customer service, but they need tools and technology to help do that. The other is this consolidation, as we've seen in many industries, but in ag particularly, and even in banking, again, to use banking as another example, where you know the number of farm credits 20 years ago, there were 200. There's like 68 today. You know, there's the same as the banks, the, the private in banks, the numbers have gone down and that consolidation is changing the way they, they run their, their processes and, and they want to automate it as they get bigger. Um, and then the risk management, the risk management industry has changed uh, kind of across the board. Risk management used to be key executive risks. Don't put everyone on the same flight. And right. now it's risk accumulation and risk-based pricing. You know, how do, how do I, you know, it's adverse risk selection. How do I make sure I can get the best folks uh, that fit the level of risk that I'm comfortable with putting a price around. And, and that's really how this, uh, how these, this industry is evolving and growing and how that's again, bringing back to the, to, to the farmers and ranchers of how they're involved with their organizations uh, to help, help better meet those goals. So what would you say if, if someone gives you a call and says, I want to be a farmer, um, I want to get into farming. I see everything that's going on uh, today. What advice would you give them? Um, given they have the capital to get involved, uh, I would I would start off with being uh, being willing uh, to be transparent with their banks and their crop insurers. I I think uh, again that exchange of value that you know, they want to do the best they can to serve the, the farmer and the farmer wants to get the best rates that they can. And the best way to do that is, is to be upfront, uh, upfront with what you're trying to do and where you're trying uh, to grow uh, and either buying more land. And because folks, you know, the industry is really looking for, uh, there's tons of great producers out there. But again, that data isn't always uh, reflected back with what's shared with those organizations. And sometimes there's this mismatch. Uh, so I think, you know, having you know, great records uh, and access to those records in a way that the banks and insurers can help uh, digest them, uh, I think is, is, is a huge, again, it goes back to the question you started, Phil, at the beginning, big data and data management. It, it comes down to, to being organized and well-organized. Uh, you sometimes hear, you know, farmers have a shoebox full of, uh, uh, of receipts and data. I, I've not run across that. I'm sure other folks in the industry, that's not my quote, but uh, you know, a lot of the, again, as these farms get larger and more corporate and more structured, uh, some of those issues will become more of the, of the tail end uh, and the, the larger organizations are just going to just more structured. Uh, I hate to say more bureaucratic, but definitely more, more structured. So I know you're involved in USFRA's decade of ag. How are you aligning with the values of the decade of ag and what do you hope that agrograph can get out of it well we we joined in may and it was uh of this year and it was really a no-brainer for us i mean what the decade of ag is doing and u.s farmers and ranchers in action uh you know it was, it was easy to to, to to sign our name uh, but as we've talked today about what we do uh you know, we're not everything to everyone. We really say, what's the, the niche that we really can can contribute to the decade of ag? Uh, 
Um, and the two areas that, that we've signed up for is this investing in, in the next generation of agricultural systems. I know we've talked about some of the evolution that's happening in the risk management industry for ag. And then for us, strengthening the, the social and economic fabric uh, of American agriculture. Again, uh, it's one thing to be sustainable, uh, but sustainability has to fall with profitability, right? Uh, and and there's, so for us, it's really marrying those two together in a way that we can help uh, you know, both sides of the equation. It's not just helping the farmer, just helping the banks and saying, let's help open and increase that transparency and that understanding. Therefore, you can better match price to risk. I think everyone would agree on that. So again, it's a more market-based approach. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I, I again, I think this this market e equalizer starts to occur when better data is exchanged. Again, using that stock industry, the prices, you know, interest rates won't fall to zero and, and crop insurance won't be free, but there'll be more based on the risk that that asset and that farm represents in a way that just isn't representative today. I also think you've said something very important uh, that I want to repeat, that without profitability, there is no sustainability. Um, it just, you know, you, you can't keep on running a farm um, or a ranch if you are not profitable. Uh, Jim, thanks so much for joining us today on Farm Food Facts. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Phil. For more on all things food and agriculture, please visit us at usfarmersandranchers.org. Also, be sure to look out for us on Facebook at U.S. Farmers and Ranchers and on Twitter at USFRA. Until next time.